welcome back to Technically F1. I am Rashad, and here with me at the studio is... Yes, it is me. It's Jack. Uh, and we have a very, very exciting show for today. Uh, we're going to start out quickly with why you should watch the Bahrain Grand Prix and why it will be excellent no matter who wins. And our special segment, which is going to be most of this podcast, Bring Back the V12s, where we reminisce on everything that used to be great about F1, what's changed, and just F1, or how it used to be. So let's get right into this excellent, slightly shorter than normal podcast. Alrighty, so I think before we start up normally, we should probably just mention what happened with the live stream and how it all sort of fell apart. What do you think? Okay. Alright, yeah. so you want to mention the first part and then I'll explain how the recordings just cursed themselves. Okay. Alright, perfect. Let's go. We have tried to bring you a live stream... But it kind of failed, because YouTube does not support small YouTube channel owners. Yeah, and if that's slightly confusing, we sort of explained it a little bit better in our most recent video. Uh, Yeah, YouTube's getting cancelled. No, we don't condone cancel culture, at least I don't think we do. Do no, we? we don't. No, we don't condone cancel culture. Um, But what I do have to say is, it's it's sort of weird, because, you know, a bigger YouTube channel... Uh, if you're starting to try to live stream, then it's not really much of a problem because you'll have, you know, you you get verified very quickly. But with the um the new terms of service policy, if your channel is under about a thousand subscribers, and this kicked in a couple of weeks ago, uh, it will automatically take longer to get verified than you know if you're a bigger channel. Then it's obviously verified. takes a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why they use that term, but that's just what YouTube says. Uh, and anyways, right? So I'll find a well, you know, we're thinking. All right, we'll just record a video of us and call it a live stream. So, we, you know, we had this whole great 30-minute thing. We dissing Roman Grosjean. We had all this great stuff. Uh, we had us, we watched the Barring Grand Prix of 2018. That was an excellent race, Rashab. Don't you think? We didn't, we didn't watch the whole thing, just to be clear. That would not be 30 minutes. <laughs> oh, God, no, no, no. Um... I think, what, the highlights, right? Yeah, I'm not 100% sure, but I think it was the highlights. It's quite good. Uh, But anyway, so, you know, we recorded that. We got it back. We waited a little bit till 
the cars are, yeah, not as good as they used to be. And that's a sort of bring back the V12s topic, but we'll get to that a little bit no, in a little bit. V12, is it? It's a V8, but I think it sort of falls okay. in the category of excellent-looking F1 cars. <laughs> I think it falls in the category of effective but trash-looking F1 cars. <laughs> we'll get onto that in a little bit. But, um, so, you know, we got the audio back, and I was putting it together. Uh, and I'm not going to say how I edit the videos, because that would just be giving up trade secrets, and we can't do that. Um... And the audio was a bit cursed, if I'm honest. It was just static. Exactly. Never can't reveal that sort of thing. Uh, The audio was not, when I say a bit cursed, it was really cursed. There was all static, just random phrases getting tossed in there. It was was quite bad. Uh, So instead of making a video saying for like a 30 minute fake live stream, no, instead the tone was uh, YouTube, we're going to cancel you. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, we don't condone cancel culture. We're not condoning cancel culture, but it's not cool what happened there. Uh, it should have been a great live stream. So instead, maybe over Thanksgiving... Just money. Yeah, that's true. Also, uh, we're going to keep our videos ad-free for the moment. Uh, just to, <laughs> you know... We're not making any promises. Yeah, no, no. Uh, if we get to a point where we could be making, you know, serious cash, uh, we might add some ads in there. But at the moment, they're going to stay ad-free, so you're welcome. We don't I like think... YouTube. Yeah, we might just not. We'll yeah, I think that'll be YouTube Red or something, whatever they call you now. Oh, yeah, let's just stray away from that and anger YouTube. Uh, mm-hmm. The less ads, the better. Red. I think yeah, that plus was... Now. Oh, it's just so weird. Or YouTube Premium or whatever. Yeah. Or is that a different service? Yeah. YouTube um, Children's thing or whatever. Oh, that's just... You know, I have to tick a box every single time that says this is not for YouTube Children's. Mm. I'm dead serious. It's it's so strange. Uh, Rashad, though, I can say that the next video we're going to be making is our old F1 car's faster than new ones would you like to be on that video yeah Yeah. would you like to be on that video where we describe exactly how much faster all right so we now have made a promise Rashad will be on the next video uh that'll be excellent i think you'll all love that but anyways let's start talking about the Bahrain Grand Prix um Rashad what is one of your favorite memories of the Bahrain Grand Prix 2012 excellent yeah Alonzo had some excellent radio messages, if I remember correctly, um, just slandering uh, uh, Nico Rosberg, which I do condone that. Um, I don't like Rosberg very much. Hey, Rosberg was a good driver, though. Uh, keyboard was. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's not a driver I mean, anymore, is he? He's like an F driver or something. Well, and I think he's trying to start his own team for um, Extreme E, is that what it's called? Uh, the thing, he's trying to compete against Lewis. He's just trying to keep childhood competition alive. I mean, he could compete with Lewis. Probably with I think it's a way out of F1 for him. For Lewis, yeah. or...? No, 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 no. Um, it, or it's a way to compete with Lewis outside of F1 for Nico. And I think he likes that. I mean, Nico could win if he gets his team, but he won't get his team. Oh, yeah, do we even know, do you know if he's approved yet? No, but, I mean, 
How yeah. rich can he be? He needs a lot of money. Oh, no. As far as I have heard, you don't actually have to build your own car. You just get a spec chassis and you pay an entry fee. Really? That's what F1 should be. What are they doing here? Well, my question would be, spec chassis, who designs it, and does the chassis change each year? I think to make it interesting, uh, it should be designed by... Yes, and it should be designed by some other good people. And essentially, they just design the fastest thing possible that has some safety features, but not many. There should be a standard Uh, team principle, too. You should be able to pass a test. (laughs) There should be a test. I'm I'm not even kidding. Yeah. A, a team principal's test. Well, I can tell you who's not getting through there. Mr. Gunter Steiner, he's not getting through that test. <laughs> I mean, if it has Actually, a maybe he test. could. Oh, he's winning that thing. <laughs> He'll score highest. Uh, who else wouldn't pass that test? I mean, uh, I feel Christian like... Horner might not. I mean, but Christian Horner is not a total idiot. No, he you know who wouldn't pretty... pass the test? I know. Exactly. No, it's it's Mattia Bonotto. Oh yeah, no. he will he won't be passing that test That's anytime soon. The clowns on the pit wall just don't understand strategy. No one would yeah. be able to pass that test. No, uh, no, but you know, it turns out I looked into this recently. I can't remember why I did. Uh, then oh. again, I can't remember why I do certain things for F one, including designing thirty five or thirty six helmets. Uh, and for like those who are wondering, like pages of your re- like, which what do you even want to call it? The ultimate Formula One car. We'll call it that. I uh, I'm not uploading that to YouTube, by the way. That is a trade secret, and I'm not willing to do that. Maybe a livery video, no but I'm certainly would, not willing. No one would watch that. Like, maybe not. But you know, one big person in the engineering industry—they see that they are just going to snap that up. That is an excellent, well, I mean, excellent Formula One car. Channel. I mean, right, that, I'm not really. putting it up there. I'm not putting it there. I mean, uh, if staying a trade it, secret, you can ask them for money. You can sue them. Because Good point. It, Actually, like... what if I sued them so far that they put me on the team? That'd be excellent. Uh, unless it was Haas, then I'd be just in tears. I would not. I mean, that'd be, be so a, bad. You'd be on a winning team then. <laughs> they took your car. Haas? Hat? Oh, well, good point, good point, good point. Uh, yeah, yeah, my car would clearly win all races. <laughs> nah, that was the joke. Um, I've never designed a Formula One car for the regulation, so I wouldn't know. Yeah, mm, don't know what to say. So Regulations are the worst thing that ever happened to motorsport. Here's my opinion, which I share with Zach Brown, and that's a statement that you... Never really don't like Rashad. Um, no, but here's the idea, right? What if you, right, you had no regulations, design whatever the heck you want, but you have maybe a hundred and twenty-five million dollars yes, car cost cap? I have said this before. Yeah, you said probably it literally I've, the other day, like yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday, oh, right. I said that on live stream. I also said that on another podcast, live probably. Stream. Very live. Yeah, very live stream. I think that'd be excellent. That'd be great. I mean, yeah, because then Porsche would be winning. Oh my god, yeah. Now they've got some of the smartest people in the world. I mean, maybe not for Formula 1. We don't know. I mean, they don't, but, with no regulations, they could put an LMP1 car. Well, the funnier thing is, imagine, right? They just take the 919 Evo. These have yes. $120 million to make it better. I mean, what could they do with that car if they had an extra 120 mil to modify it? That'd they be insane. They wouldn't need to do anything. 
It's still faster no, but, than Mercedes. But it's um the thing. No, it isn't actually. So that was the um. It was faster. A current, than, it had like a faster Nurburgring time than the Mercedes Oh, absolutely. F1 yep. Car. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. But the thing is, around a short track, it pretty much loses out because of its uh, most of the tracks not having enough top speed for it to gain an advantage. I mean, if I right, like know. it can go two hundred and God knows how fast it can I go. But it's a motorsports car; it would be electric. I mean, I don't like. Electric. Wait, if you designed your own car, it would be electric. Yeah, the electric. I mean, it's it but the pit stops would be but... so weird. Right, like they, you know, they lift the car up. Right, they remove the side panels and they put new ones on. And inside the side panels are the batteries. I think that'd be comical. I mean, yeah, that's one thing. You can just put in a new battery. Like with gas, you have to refill the tank. You can't just put in a new tank. Really, it's quite hard. Is it called an induction plate that you can drive over and it charges something? That's I what it's know, called, but right? Doesn't like Sweden have those that you can drive over the road? I think it? they do. And what I would like to see is I'd like to see in pit bo- no 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 in pit boxes right no 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 get ready for this right just hands up crazy idea here but listen to this so modern F one right this would really change up strategies if there was an induction charger there which could charge up the uh, your electric battery to a certain percent you'd then be able to use probably all of that amount of energy on your lap before you take a pit stop knowing that you'd be able to gain it all back within that just the pit stop time. Alright, imagine the different strategies that'd be able to come up with that. Yeah, I don't I, think well, they would like it, but I think that'd be really cool. Whole track and then just have an F-E No, because then, then you have a a permanently open F- or electric circuit where you're just getting maximum power at all times, and that's... It's just going to allow the Mercedes to really pull away, because they have... Do they have the most electric power? I think they do, right? Yeah, I think. But um, or maybe it's Renault. I take a Tesla around that because if it crashes, it's oh nothing, yeah, that'd be crazy. Wrong with it? Oh, you just put it in ludicrous plus mode and it goes crazy. The one problem is, I mean, if you get a Rymac, Rymac could do well on that track too. But if it if you crash, I mean, it would certainly for five days. Oh, be, that'd be, be <laughs> fires. You'd have done a bit of a Richard Hammond, wouldn't you have? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's what it was, right? He didn't get a Christmas gift from Rymac, and it was just his his watch that was just yeah, burned was, to a crisp. Yeah, it was Jeremy Clarkson gave it to him. Oh, I love Clarkson for that reason. He's just his he's comedy is excellent. Gift. Oh yeah, no, that's excellent. That there's, I could not have imagined a better gift, especially knowing what had happened to Richard that year. He had had his castle broken into. Uh, I think he fell off a motorcycle and then crashed a massive multi-million dollar hypercar. In Switzerland, where they banned motorsports. While he was doing that hill climb. So he Poor Richard. Charged with something. Oh, absolutely. They've, and for those who don't know, they've completely banned motorsports from Switzerland. Because except for maybe a couple. in Normandy or whatever. Yeah, slightly counterintuitive. Um, but, I mean, if he wasn't such a beloved TV hero, I'm pretty sure that they would have charged him. Uh, you know, God, I don't know. James May, he certainly would have been in jail. <laughs> okay, but James May's probably been in jail before. For driving too slow. I can honestly see. <laughs> Excellent. 20 miles per hour on the, uh, the 
Autobahn. I was about to say the motorway. The um, <laughs> uh, actually that'd be even funnier. At twenty miles per hour in the Autobahn. Uh, can I? Or I can imagine the police person just like, can you explain to me why you're driving twenty miles per hour on a road where you can drive a million miles per hour? Can you explain that to me, James? <laughs> that was a bad joke, but um, <laughs> hey, but uh, I really can agree on with Jeremy Clarkson. Is I Ooh, and that'll be. Like, oh yes, the, absolutely. I love the Julia uh, Quattro, Quattro Flogio, Quattro Flogio, the Quattro Flogio, whatever. In essence, audio. oh, that'll be it. The Quattro split audio. That was the one that he reviewed. Yeah. Yeah, I think his taste in cars is quite good, except for the fact that he doesn't own a Formula One car. That's his his biggest downside. He needs to just put one in his living room. Those three, they don't really have great car collections. Jeremy has too many old cars. Richard has too many American cars. And but let's just put let's put it this way, right? I mean, it'd certainly be a talking point when Jeff Bezos rocks up and hangs out with Clarkson for the fifth time in a month because uh, he's getting a divorce. Clarkson could say, "Hey, look at my new F one car." Mm. Was that too complicated of a joke? It might have been. Mm, There's fine. too many levels to that. All right. <laughs> but uh, wait a minute. But James May's car collection—it's interesting. Well, he sold this Ferrari, didn't he? Uh, he has a four five eight. Yeah, Sential. I think he did. Oh, he kept that. All right. Uh, he has a Vol Hall Cavalier MK one. That looks kind of old. I know he has a um an Alpine a or an Alpine maybe oh, a one ten. What? What? Uh, I also know he has an i3, which he yeah, drives around 5, and has the government pay for. Yeah, yeah he's a $5,000 grant. Um, that's hilarious. Okay, but, uh, for those who don't know, zero. in England, you get a, a $5,000 grant for um, getting an electric car. So, you know, it's sort of to just encourage people to buy electric cars there. So, you know, multimillionaire extraordinaire James May is thinking, you know what? I'm going to get my 5,000 pounds. Um... And pretty much just scam England. Okay, he's arrow. excellent. The Saab 9-5 Arrow. He has one of those. Oh, he's nice. a Saab? Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. It's like, it's like you know, I feel like those cars will make a resurgence soon. Yeah, those cars are... They're sort of cool. I mean, if they didn't just stop selling cars, they would be perfect cars now. They're mostly turbo. Oh, absolutely. It's excellent. Yeah, the formula that Saab has is quite good, if I'm honest. Okay, but the Fiat. Yeah. Right, I'm just looking at the time here, Rashab. I want to mention, uh, we've been going for quite a while now, and we've mostly talked about the Bahrain Grand Prix for two minutes, and the the cars of the Grand Tour for ten minutes. I think it's time for us to begin our wrap-up, at least. Fine, but then we gotta finish up the Bahrain Grand Prix before we go on to the excellent Bring Back the V12. Okay, uh, James May has a 1984 Porsche 911, which is just beautiful. Oh, that's it has, quite like, good, a isn't nice it? Spoiler on it, and the mud, like oh, the ducktail. Yeah, uh, the 
Oh, it yeah, has, yeah. It's bright red, and it has the stone shield to the rear oh, wheel. Yes. All right. I that's on Anyways, Bahrain, Bahrain Grand Prix. We just said that we got to do the Bahrain Grand Prix. Um, okay, fine. The Bahrain Grand Prix. It's a dangerous Grand Prix. It will be excellent. It's a miracle. So it will be excellent. More motorsports. Now, if I'm honest, I think the Bahrain Grand Prix, this will be the most entertaining race of the season. Surely because the overtaking opportunities at this track, for those who don't know, are very, very good. Uh, and although there are DRS passes, which can be boring at times, I think this track gives Max Verstappen an honest chance of beating the Mercedes cars, uh, especially through that them. technical section. No, but the thing about it, right, look, this is what I think he can do. I think if he gets pole in qualifying, the Mercedes will not be able to overtake because there's these, you know, these sections of the track where if they're following him close enough, they're going to get crazy tire wear. It happened with Vettel, then he spun behind Lewis, and then his front wing fall off because of George Russell. But... I think that could be excellent if he could get on pole. If there was a race that Max Verstappen needed to be on pole position for, it has to be this one. Yeah, I think Lewis. I don't know what engine modes he needs to be in, but he has to go if fast. If I was Lewis, I say? would just like, rub it in that I've won the championship. I would just be going like 50 miles an hour. No, no, but that's actually not what he said. You know what Lewis said? He said he wants to win every single race and rub it in the face of Valtteri that he is a million times better really? than him. He said that. And he didn't use those. He didn't use those words exactly, but he, it was pretty close. It was just to show dominance against the other people. Yeah, but James May likes Rolls Royces and Bentleys. And oh, it. for heaven's sake. We have to keep on the Bahrain Grand Prix. We cannot keep going to James May. I mean, look, I'm just going to... I'm going to give you a fact about James May that will completely turn you off from that topic. Get ready for this. James May has gone to a plywood convention and enjoyed it. Okay. A plywood convention. Tell me you've gone to a plywood convention and enjoyed it. Yeah, how much of an anorak do you we have to have be to enjoy a pl- I don't What now? Ha- a plywood I don't convention? I have those here. Maybe not, but all I'm saying, that has got to be the, one of the most dull things you can do. Just walk around and be like, oh, this is one millimeter wider than that one over there and has a thickness of this and this and this. I mean, how dull do you have to be to think? That's not even the dullest but that's interesting. He made an audio book. Oh, really? All right, what's... He made an audio book about fixing the Oh, God. Fixing the oh, my God. Book. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's a corny, too, the voice. Nice. Yeah. Mm. Indeed. Although I sort of he sort of repopularized the car, I think. Okay, wait. What about the Datsun 120Y? It's kind of nice. It's a sedan. No, in all seriousness, we've got to wrap wrap the Bahrain Grand Prix so we can go to bring back the V12s. We're only gonna have. All right, fine. Bahrain Grand Prix, excellent race. Max could win it. Okay. And. Actually, and one of these F2 guys will be testing at the race to um, sort of check out an F1 car, I think. I don't know. Okay. They all say, ooh, I'm going to be the testing at this one. Now. Anyways, I think, yeah, V12s, let's go to bring back the V12s. I think we have to start out the with... Quote. We have to start... There's this one quote from that Gene uh, Todd's guy or whatever. Jean Tote, yes, that guy. You get the quote up while well, we sort of are out. Jean Tote. It's Gene Toad. Uh, 
Jean Toast, Jean Arda. I'm gonna try to pronounce it the way that the Europeans have pronounced this. Get ready for this. Jean Tot. Sure. But no, no, I'm just gonna right, right. But here's how his name is spelled. So for the listeners, they'll know exactly why it's hard to believe. J E A N. Fine. Jean, you can say that. That's fine. Jean. But then Tot. How do how do you think that T-O-T-S. is spelled? Listeners, if you've all said T O T, all right. If you think it's T O T, right? That's okay. But it's actually spelled T O D T. And to me, that is not Jean Tot. That is Jean Tot. I'm sorry. I I don't want to be roasting Jean Tot, but. Also, oh, he's made some questionable decisions. I, I just bring Max Mosley back. Because, you know, well, why not? Okay, yeah, because as, uh, he said that um, the V12 engines, would ne- the V10s and V12s would not be coming back because it wouldn't be accept- what? acceptable to society. Well, I think that's just proven to us that John Tott is not an acceptable member of society. I think most of us like the sound of a V12 and prefer it to a V6. Uh, if you're sitting there thinking, oh no, Jack, you're totally wrong, and Rashad, you're totally wrong, uh, it is totally a V6, and it's a much better sounding engine, then I'm sorry, I'm not sure if you should be listening to this podcast, because um, we're big V12 fans. The only good V6s are Porsche V6s. Those are legendary. Porsche V6s and, you know, the, um, uh, the old turbo V6s of the 80s, those are okay because they sound crazy. Yeah, but the, whatchamacallit, uh, the tr- Porsche V6s, they're like, um, they're pretty much as powerful as a V12. Wow, how old are you going back to classify them as the same power level? Not a 90s V12. <laughs> Ferrari had 800 horsepower in qualifying so trim. With the GT2 RS, they're like, a GT2 RS can... 700, right? I think it'd be, um, it'd be a 918 Spider, which has a V8 or something like that, but with hybrid. That being said, though, that being said, the GT2 RS has significantly superior aerodynamics because it's been designed later than the 918. And now the 918's aerodynamics were designed in an era where they weren't understand as well, or understood as well as they are now. If you put the arrow or the engine of a 918 in 700 a, um, horsepower, a GT2 RS, a, a GT2 RS, although it would be sacrilege, what you would have is a car that would be able to decimate the current Nurburgring lap record, which is set by a, um, a GT2 Wait, RS. Or not a GT2 RS. A car class. What? Who is? What can, who considers it a hypercar? What car? The yes. GT2 RS. They're just wrong. It's a track car. It's Porsche designs, and they say it themselves. It's the ultimate track weapon. Yeah. Paul, this is Wikipedia. In a promotional campaign, Shmi, I guarantee you, he called it a track yeah, weapon. Club sport Speaking of, did you see he's selling his Ferrari? Uh, yeah. The, the Shmi, your favorite YouTuber, he's selling his Ferrari. So? Yeah. But he's buying an 812 next I mean, week, I'd, so. I'd, I'd uh, rather have, like, a F8 Cubito. Oh no, he's driven that thing. He says he hates it. He says it's horrible. I mean, the the A twelve. Apparently, it, nice. it's too cold. The A twelve is like um, we'll say it's a DBS, and the S eight's yeah. like um, like a Vulcan. 
But people have to remember here, the 812, although it's a grand tour, the V12 engine in it is biblical. And that brings us back onto V12s. You know, there are road car V12s, and they produce horsepower levels in some of the Lamborghinis as well. That are getting... Oh, yeah, yeah, that's the entire point of the 812. I mean, that makes it pretty much... Right, they're getting... Yeah. Yeah, the V12s and the Lamborghinis are getting close to the power levels of early 2010s F1 cars, which is pretty scary to think about. Like, actually... No, nobody. Nobody wants a Lamborghini. Or nobody with sense nobody really wants, wants like, one. They're just a poser's car. If I'm honest, I think the best Lamborghini they've ever done is the Eurus Concept. My god, that thing is just a okay, chunky like, monster. It's excellent. And I, I'm, I'm not serious. I'm not serious at all with that one. All-wheel drive, six-speed manual. Like, I think it's like a 10-cylinder engine. If somebody was going to do a manual conversion on a um, a Murcielago SV, and I would love to drive that thing. That would be the greatest Lamborghini yeah, of all time. Fake. And that also fake. has a V12. Mind you, that is a V12. I know, but they just seem fake after you shoot the transmission. Yeah. Now, Rashab, I have a question for you. I want you to look up this F1 car. It's called the Ferrari 641, and that is a V12-powered F1 car. I think that is beautiful. Okay. And I, I'm going to right, say just saying here, and it's not going to be nice. Oh it dear! Get hit a wall and just got smushed. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Ferrari six four one. It's so uh, bad. is being mean to you. But this is a '90s F1 car, Rashab. We can't expect them to be yeah, skinny. Man. Look up the RC one hundred. But Rashad, that was designed around a tiny Honda engine. You can't expect that. But let's look at some other. Let's just look at some other excellent nineties V twelve F one cars. Uh, McLaren MP four dash six. Okay, but the Honda RC one hundred. It's so much smaller. Like you'd win just because the car is smaller. No, but the MP four six has a V twelve, and that thing is. Beastly. The MP4. What do you think? Yeah, it's it's pretty excellent. Not that great. Oh come on. Now wait a minute. I know the front or the side angle of it is a bit odd, but the front angle of that car—that is the best front shot of an F1 car there is. It's not. There is no F1 car that is. Look at. No, whoa, whoa, whoa. Look at the angle uh, that you can get from the front. That is excellent. It is so narrow and so wide at portions of it. It is one of my favorite 90s F1 car. But fine, if you're not convinced, let's look at a V10 F1 car, right? The MB V10s. Takes, like, the or Rashad McLaren, even. It's fat. It's really yeah. fat. And I hate the wings. <sighs> All right, it's time in that case to migrate to V10s and V8s because they're still pretty much in the era of great sounding F1 cars, which is, for those who don't know, from about 1992 all the way up to 2013, where you started out with V12s there and you ended up with V8s. Uh, and then, you know, 2014, we got V6 turbo hybrids, and those engines just don't sound right. Yeah, I'm just going to uh, give you the best F1 Rashad, do you have engines. 
in a car. All right, let's hear it. Uh, Carrera GT. Rashad, no. It has a V10. Okay. All right. F1. Wait, which car? Uh, supposedly an F1 engine. I'm not sure if they've actually done it. I mean, it wouldn't be that hard. They probably had one sitting around. No, but the thing about them is F1 engines need starter motors, and they would have to have a massive, um, I don't know what they're called. I think they're alternators. Uh, they need a massive alternator in the back of that thing uh, to start it up. I mean, they could just be putting one in the car, and then, like, you have to get out and turn it on. (laughs) Right, 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 right. So you've just bought, um, a... What four hundred thousand dollars no, at the time? 600. Probably a couple million now. Carrera GT, six hundred thousand at the time. Wow! So that car was still not cheap at the time, right? So you're at the height of luxury. You've just bought a Porsche Carrera GT, and you have to get out, right? You're thinking, "Oh, I'm gonna go drive this thing." You look in it. There's no key. Uh, there's no place for you to stick the key. So instead, you get out of the car and you remember, "Oh, wait a minute! I have to unfold this big lunky thing, <laughs> stick it up the back of the Porsche, and start it up." I'm sorry, I don't think that any owner would like that. And I think that is why Porsche did not use a full F1 engine. I think they used part of an Turbo F1 hybrid. engine for that. No, it was a V10. And V10 F1 no, engines sound excellent. Thing, they did uh, a turbo uh, hybrid on, like, the 918 Spider, which is basically the same car. Except newer. Yeah. Well, I forgot. I forgot to make this joke. Uh, after the Turkish Grand Prix. But as it turns out, no, 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 get ready for this. At the beginning of the Turkish Grand Prix weekend, I said, I really hope the old track record that was set by Juan Pablo Montoya in that V10 McLaren stays. And I said that on the podcast. Hey, wait, isn't he like the drunk guy? No, and then, uh, I think he might have been friends with Pablo Escobar. I can't remember. Anyways, though, right? And as I started watching, you know, some of the sessions, they got really close to it in the, um, they were, like, four seconds off at one point, and it was in some really sketchy conditions, and I said, oh, God, qualifying, they're gonna beat the record, and I'm just gonna be gutted, but no, they didn't do it, the V10 F1 car still holds the record for the Turkish Grand Prix, it is excellent, I am so happy, and I, I don't think there's anything that you can say about that, that is just, it shows the power of the V10 engine, and the V, that sort of, there's no replacement for displacement. That's all I'm going to say. Mm. Clearly shown by the unbelievable speed of Juan Pablo Montoya in his Escobar mobile. Um, I can't make that joke, can I? No, I can't. Um, I don't know. Uh, moving on <laughs> from the uh, joke. Uh, anyways. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, let's move on Uh, let's keep going Um, anyways more well Rashad here's what I gotta ask you from the era that I've marked out 92 to 2013 what is your favorite car and you cannot say the RC100 because it didn't race it has to have raced I'm just gonna say something you might wanna cut out the last okay no not the The RC100 part the Oh, no, 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 no. We've left worst in the podcast, so it's staying. Absolutely. I haven't listened to 
most of them. Uh, you got, oh, you got to listen through them, Rashab. You got to support the podcast. Um, now, anyways, what would be your um, favorite car from that era? Just go ahead. I can tell you what my least favorite is. Oh, yeah. dear. And if you say I, the RB6, I'll just be, that, I'll that be very hurt. I think if you think the RB6 is ugly, I want you to look at the RB8, because I think the Red Bull RB8 is probably one of the uglier high-nosed F1 cars. There aren't many. Watch it be like, uh, But it's one amazing. of the uglier ones. Nah, it isn't amazing. The also, RB8 the Lotus E20 and E21 are excellent. Oh, no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. It has a stepped nose. The stepped nose F1 cars are horrifying. Look up the Ferrari F2012. That is a horrifying F1 car. Okay. F twenty twelve. Whoa, 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 you're telling me that is okay? It has a like an angled slant on. It's that is so bad. Is all I can say. I'm in serious pain for that statement. So just never repeat that ever again. Uh, for those who don't know, I'm a huge fan of the Red Bull RB six, but because. Rashab has just been slandering it recently. I'm not going to say it's my favorite the car from that era. The nose kind of looks like it's from Minecraft. I'm not going to lie. It is! It's literally just a Minecraft thing. It's so ugly. You could replicate that entire car in Minecraft. That Ferrari. It's so ugly. Hour, but um, we've but... 35 minutes of usable podcast. That is pretty comical. Um, uh, let, let's just not comment on that and continue. Uh, I have to say, though, I think I'd probably have to go for the uh, McLaren MP4-20. Uh, have you seen that one, Rashad? It is the last of the... It has... Oh. <laughs> I didn't mean for it to be like that. There, that was not the reason <laughs> I chose that car. Um, for those who made that connection... <laughs> I, you're, I'm funnier than, or you think I'm funnier than I actually am. I'm not that funny. Wait, that was also, really for those who uh, haven't, it. that car was literally there. What the MP4 dish? Really? I think it was. Really? I'm gonna look that up. Switzerland MP4 20. No, I don't think it was. Ah, that's cool. Uh, no, but look at it at the Japanese Grand Prix. Look how low its ride height is. Look at its little... It's excellent. What? No! No! Now, this is a violation. I I love that car. I love that car so much. The MP4-20. You can be mad at the RB6, but we ranked this as the number one best-looking F1 car of all time. We ranked ranked it as that. I know you may... Oh no, that's not strong language at all. We definitely ranked it as yeah, the number. I ranked it. it as number one, but I think you would agree. The fourth. I think you would agree, Rashad, wouldn't you? The MP5. <laughs> the MP4-20. It's not the MP420, although that is a funny way of looking at it. Um, no, it is the 420. One of the best looking F1 cars of all time, RB6. and for those, oh, for heaven's sake. For those who haven't looked it up already, look no, it up. Boy, it looks excellent. No, 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 God, no, not that. Um, no, no, the McLaren MP4-20. 
one of, if not the best-looking F1 car of all time. Urshaban, if you do not put forward a proper candidate against it, I think we're going to have to I name that the best-looking F1 car of all bad. time. <laughs> all right, okay then. So then what is your best-looking F1 car from that era? All right, he's looking it up. Well, he looks it up, and before he says the Honda RC100, Rashad, the Honda RC100 is banned from this because it's never been raced. Right? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. It was just a test bed for their engine, right? Okay, wait, wait. Um, yeah, okay. Yes! What about the, the Renault? Ooh, all right. No, never mind. Which That's Renault? Two, wait, 2004? Oh, okay. Isn't that- I would have gone 2005, but 2004 also looks quite good. Nah. Uh, uh, no, no, no. You know the the really good Renault? I think that I know the one you're thinking of. It was right before they went uh, full high nose, uh, and it was like a mid-height nose. It is the Renault uh, 2009 Renault F1 car. I think you should look that up, and I think uh, the viewers should look that up as well. I think that's certainly a contender for the best F1 car of all time. Wait, wait, no, no, no. Did you look it up? Did you look it up? Oh, please look it up. The joke is you have to look it up. No, not yet. Oh, no, no. Did you look it up? You have to look it up. You have to look it up. Before we go onto the Lewis Hamilton, we have to mention this car. Why? <laughs> Tell me that it's not the it ugliest isn't. car you've ever seen, and it is the so bulky. Is what? Oh no! 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 That RB6 is an excellent F1 car. You have been insulting it for too long. Have I? <laughs> it hasn't been long uh, enough. Yes. So in that in that case, then Rashab, I think we need to say. That no. the MP4-20, no, 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 no. um, not no. the MP420. Uh, All right, then what is Hamilton's, it? Um, All right, so Rashad. What do you call it? Uh, the one with the low nose. The His first championship winning car. Not the 2019. Not the 2019. I hate the nose. What? No, 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 no. It can't be in that era. It can't be. In... Okay, okay, okay. Um. So, no, the 2008 23 MP4-23. Four. Four dash two, two three. three. That one with a I long deflector on it the looks nose excellent. Is horrible. There's like two of them. Oh, okay. All right. That, my car. <laughs> that literally looks like a, a double nose. Uh, no, no. It's to provide excellent downforce gains. I could literally. Although you can't do it on the wide front wing, that. so. <laughs> Stop roasting it. <laughs> You're going to end this car's whole career. You can boil it. It's pasta. Uh, Alright, I think with that... Or actually, no. Before then we end before this segment, go to add a break. I think we're sure... Oh! No, 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 because that's not from 92. That's from 88. That's a turbo car. Yeah, but actually, it's okay. It's kind of fat, though. <laughs> Oh, it's mega thick. It's yeah, even bigger than the MP4-6. Also, for those people that are getting <laughs> extremely triggered right now, that I say the MP4-4 is mega thick. The Ferrari <laughs> I'm sorry. No, the 641 is not thicker. 
It isn't. Um, no, I think it's time to go to ad break in that case. The MP420 MP... <laughs> ah, no, I said it. You're getting me to say it. No, it's the MP4-20. Uh, <laughs> it is going to be the best looking F1 car of that era. We'll be right back. Hi, uh, Editor Jack here. Uh, just want to mention something really quickly. That thing we said about Juan Pablo Montoya, although it is partially true that some Colombians who raced in Formula 1 were actually funded by, uh... Pablo Escobar. It turned out to be Richard Londano, so we do just want to not be racist at all. Uh, clear that fact up. It is Richard Londano, not Juan Pablo Montoya. So for those who did know that fact, um, don't worry. Uh, we know it too as well. Uh, sorry for the confusion. Uh, let's continue. Hey, so we are back. The ad break is kind of over because we had no sponsors. All right, no, wait a minute. No, 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 no. We have an ad break, and we have a sponsor this week. So this week's sponsor is the Technically F1 YouTube channel. I know, we're sponsoring ourselves. We're moving money around within Technically F1. It is a sponsor. We're moving money around within the corporation called Technically F1. Uh, And soon enough, we'll be sponsored by our own merchandise brand. Um, We don't have merchandise. uh, Soon enough, though. coming soon. Yeah, but coming soon. That's some foreshadowing right there. Uh, anyways, though, uh, the Technically F1U channel is excellent. We're about to hit our fifth video, so tomorrow we'll have five videos done. Uh, and it explains the problem that went down with the live stream, so we recommend you subscribe to it. Uh, if you're watching this or you're listening to this on Schoology, you can get it in there, or the link for that in there. And if you're watching it or listening to it on the... Um, one of your many podcast apps and you didn't come from Schoology, well, then it should be in the podcast show notes. If it didn't work, I do apologize. Um, Podcasts are really weird to record, so sorry. Uh, Anyways, let's get on with Bring Back the V12s, because this is a very exciting next segment, Rashab. It is about racing. Now, I think you like the current state of racing better than you like the older state, but if I'm honest, I like the distinctive sound of a V10 or a V12 reading away in the background. I mean, it is great. The sound is great. But yeah. Racing and good drivers. I mean, Kimmy's still there. Michael, not really. Let's just not mention the state well. that Michael's in. <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll, we'll leave Michael out of this argument. But what about the tracks though i think there's some really epic older tracks that we don't see on the calendar now that just should be an f1 uh for instance nurburgring one i think magni core needs to be in there uh for those who don't know uh, you should watch a lap of that thing that is insane they take that thing almost flat out one of the most epic laps in f1 history shop what is happening in your background what are you killing (laughs) <laughs> I'm not doing anything. You sure? It sounds like over. you're. It sounds like you're murdering somebody. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, I'm good. I have right. my charger. Oh. <laughs> Device running out of battery. Yeah. Uh, and for those who are wondering, we can't say iPad on this because we could get copyright claimed. And you said it, but. <laughs> That was the joke. <laughs> uh, but anyways. <laughs> okay. Anyways, um, tracks. Rashad, do, I don't know. Do you know some of the older tracks? If, I, if I'm if i honest, I think there are some. 
Are you all right? It just sounded yeah. like, all right, the audio has gone a bit crazy. I think we need. I'm seeing a beanbag now. Ah, cool. I think we need Magni Core back on the calendar. It's just a must. And I think we probably want something like um, maybe the Malaysian Grand Prix. I don't know. Some people have strong feelings about that track, and they don't like it, or they really like it. I'm sort of in the middle, and I'd like to have it on the calendar, but mm, just because it's a cool track, less about the historical value. Okay, wait, uh, I'm going to see. Can I report our own podcast? Why? What for? I don't know. All right, let's just see. Uh, anyways, Rashab, right? So I think we need to talk about uh, another part of the excellent V12 era. And something that we've had a lot, or we've been talking about a lot in the past. And that would be the trophies of this era. I mean, there are some true greats in here. We've got the old crystal trophies that we seem to not like very much. Uh, maybe, maybe it's because Michael Schumacher held one and he jumped in the air. Uh, probably because of that. Uh, you know, you wouldn't want that thing to smash. It'd be a bit of a PR disaster. But I think some of the trophies in that era were just excellent. Uh, what do you think? Wait a minute. Which one did I crack the joke in? What now? I'm on Apple Podcasts. So I don't have issue report. Oh, for heaven's sake. Uh, now, moving on, though. What is our rating? Me? What is our rating on Apple Podcasts? I will yell it if I need to. Five out of five. Uh, yes! We have Four five ratings. stars. Yes, that is excellent. That ratio is very, very enjoyable. Uh, I'm not going to ask you to rate five stars, uh, just because that'd be begging for ratings. But if you're interested, you can write this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, Tesla, uh, we do appreciate Tesla, it. Like, Tesla Motors unofficial podcast has more reviews than us. Well, it's it's because the Elon Musk factor, isn't it? The ratings, yeah. But the ratings. Oh, that's too bad. The ratings. You know oh, actually, ratings what are, are they on? How many? There, uh, there are five stars out of five, but um, there's seven hundred ratings, seven hundred and thirty-two ratings. How many listens do they got on that thing? It's a, or actually, no, that's not public, is it? No, it's not. But um, let's see how many. It seems like not very many. Oh wait, can you actually see that? No. I don't know how many people have subscribed to our podcast. That's that is one of the bigger problems many, uh, with podcast analytics, but you can't see that really. There are. Of our podcast? I think it's just one, right? Not of our podcast, of the Tesla. Oh. I think there's like six or something. There's probably more. Why are we saying that the Tesla podcast is oh, so no. great? It's not that great. No, no, no. There's so many more than six. There's like more than I can count. All right, all right, all right. Let is let's just stop. Let's stop with the Tesla podcast and let's go back to the excellent V12 era. Uh, I mean, the main reason I'm stopping with the Tesla podcast is I'm worried that they'll just copy us. Maybe they've listened to this before and they'll they get some inside info and been. they'll. Again, that was a joke. Um, no, I guarantee you, Tesla podcast not listening to us. We hate Teslas. A good point, though. Um, Rashab, earlier this show, he he was talking about Teslas, and I was surprised that he didn't mention that he truly despises Teslas. Uh, We're pretty much in the same camp with our opinions on Teslas. I also think that Teslas are quite bad. Uh, Let's sort of of explain our argument for why they're a bit crap. 
They're bad for the environment. Yep, they're worse than gasoline cars. And if you need proof of that, you can just look at all the videos explaining the process of building an electric car and why it's really truly terrible for the environment versus a gas car and how no, it I actually like is. Electric cars. I just don't like Teslas. Right. Okay. So we're going to use that as ammunition for the reason we hate Tesla. Also, I think the cars look bad. I think they haven't designed a good-looking car yet, uh, and that's going to hurt mean, some people's feelings. Okay. But it was seriously unreliable. And those were the generations that would genuinely be liable to explode. And I've had this phrase, just I've just been tossing it out at random at times. And people have been like, what are you talking about uh, when I say Teslas explode? But in all honesty, Teslas do explode. Uh, and that is a worry if you're a Tesla owner. You always have to think about, will my Tesla explode when I walk out and touch it? Okay. <laughs> Uh, no, but Teslas, you know, they explode all the time. You have one, the one in the Chinese parking garage that just blew the entire parking garage up. And, I mean, that was not just any normal parking garage. There are Porsches next to that thing, just completely engulfed in flames. And I feel bad for the Porsche owners. Imagine, your car gets destroyed. No, no, we're all good. Um, no, 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 right. So you think, you see the Porsche owners all around, right? And your car gets destroyed. That's a bit bad. But it gets destroyed by a Tesla. Ah, oh, that's just got to be the biggest L you can ever take. There's a terrorist. I think it has to tell you. <laughs> I mean, that's what Elon Musk will tell you. Between who? I mean, Tesla and what do you want to call it? Porsche were having Porsche? a war. Oh, were they? I mean, yeah, their speed war thing, the Titan. Oh right. They're developing. That was a bit silly, wasn't point. it? Yeah, I mean, obviously yeah. the Titan would be better. Oh, well, I don't know why Tesla thought they should try to compete with that. The Taycan, for those who don't know, is Porsche's electric super sedan, and it is really fast. And it's not only been – they've tested against what Porsche has said, a couple of magazines like Top Gear, that sort of thing. It is really scarily fast. Uh, an excellent car, I have to say. Shab, uh, what do you think, Porsche Taycan? Oh, you know what I think? Oh, yeah, I got me. Oh, okay, perfect. Oh, that's too bad. Um, so, Porsche Taycan. Porsche Taycan. I'm, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of some of the design choices. Yeah. I really I hope they eventually do a fully gas-powered sedan. I mean, I know they've done the Panamera, but I think it's not a hybrid. Yeah. Uh, most versions of that are a hybrid, and I think they're going to be trying to phase out the old V8 version of it. Uh, and switch it all to V8s or V8 hybrids, or V8, or excuse me, V6s and V6 hybrids. Mm-hmm. It's understandable, but it's not appreciated, Porsche. Just leave V8s. Uh, but I think we need to get back to F1, don't we? We've just we really spent don't. a little bit of time. We don't. We really don't. Yeah. Well, I think. Good point. It's only technically F1. Uh anyways, though, I think we need to um quickly mention Rashab. So we've explained what we think the best looking cars are of the era. We've explained that the trophies are quite good. But I think there's one more thing we need to talk about, and I think that is the driver's era to era. And honestly, although I don't like to admit it, I think we're in a point in F1's history where the driver lineup now on average is better than it was in 2004, per se. What do you think? I mean, yeah, but 2004 was kind of like the end of like Schumacher's career, kind of. 
Well, his last championship, but not the end of his career. 2006, he, 2005, he put up a real fight against Alonzo in 2006. In 2005, he got a win in a car that didn't deserve to even be on the podium. He got a boo-boo. <laughs> We're going to make jokes about Michael Schumacher now, are we? Yes. I think that... Yeah. All right. Yeah, in that case, he got a... New to the sport in 2007, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, that was the first year. He left as Michael entered. Uh, That's yeah, sort of weird, actually, he, when you I think, think about it. the opposite. Michael left as he entered. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Uh, for those I just confused, I am sorry. Uh, anyways, yeah, I think, let's just, if I look down the driver lineup right now, uh, Mercedes is a pretty solid lineup. I'm, I don't like Bottas, but Rashad thinks he's okay. Um, I mean, there's nothing Red wrong Red Bull with has him. a pretty... Yeah. I mean, but no, but he, the fact that he can't measure up to Lewis Hamilton, or he can't get close at least, is too bad. I'd like to see Lewis and Max in the better. same team. Yeah, but the fact is, if you don't have somebody who can outrace him on Sunday, then you don't get any points. You need somebody who's good at race pace, and that's what Lewis is. I mean, Bottas would be an amazing um, Red Bull driver. Red Bull second driver. Right. Imagine if in Formula One you got points for getting qual or pole position, and that would be the only qualifying position you could get points for. But maybe you got like four points. Mm. Like Bottas would actually be able to stay in the championship for a lot longer because he has more poles, or does he have more poles than Lewis? I don't know. But that would be really good for him because he would have been able to stay in the championship. He I mean, probably would have had. With Lewis though <clears throat> is he's Lewis. Nothing really. Right, he's really good. Point, he has no motivation. He's rich. He's, and he ha- Good he's point. In the most championships. Like, I mean, what's keeping him at F1? Yeah. He could leave next year, and he probably wouldn't care. Like, I mean. And the other thing is, like, being the statistical greatest of all time, the only thing he really has left in the sport is to try to become the greatest of all time and making that that position a single driver position where it is just Lewis Hamilton, That's not a top three. Pretty much. I mean, I don't... No, it isn't next year, in my opinion, because there, he has never had to race against Michael Schumacher or Kimi Räikkönen in, in their primes. I mean, you could and although that times. sounds, no, you can't compare times. If you actually put them all three in the same car, right, and all of them in their prime, which is an unbelievably impossible thing to do, um, you would. I don't. I think they would be very close, but one wouldn't be too far ahead of the other. I think they'd all be within a couple of tenths. I mean, Kimmy and Michael, you can put together, they both drove Ferraris in their career. Right, no, but right, let's just remember this. Kimmy is the fastest qualifier out of our top three. He is faster than Lewis, and he is faster than Michael. Okay, but he doesn't have any world championships or anything. He has okay, one world well, championship, yeah, and one. that is... Not... Right, and that is unbelievably disappointing because he should have had world championships in 2003 and 2005. It was all squandered by the fact that McLaren had severe engine troubles. And that's not just me who says that. There are many people that say he should have won both of those championships. I wonder who. I think people all over the internet, oh, people who are Lewis fans... No, no, no. People who are Lewis fans will tell you that Kimmy should have won in 2003 and 2005. Right, Kimmy, or Michael fans will tell you he should have won those years. Alonzo fans will tell you he should have won those years. Um, And it's just too bad that 
he had those engine reliability yeah, problems because then I think it'd be Alonzo fans. They just like move to like IndyCar. Like... No, no. What they've actually done is they've started creating little shrines of Fernando Alonso, you know, buying his helmets, buying his race suits, that sort of thing. Uh, and then just doing a, a dance around them until he comes back to Formula One. Uh, are you alright? Yeah, I'm good. I moved to my desk. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, and if I'm honest, it's clearly worked. The shrines and the dances around them have clearly been the only thing that have brought him back to Formula One, uh, his fans. Mm-hmm. Now, that was also I'm a joke. To wrap this but. Oh, we gotta wrap this up, really. I think we can still do about four more minutes. Yeah. We gotta get it to at least an hour, Rashad. I mean, an come hour, on. Yeah, it's not that hard. We already have like 24. No, it's not that bad. Actually, we have like an yeah. hour at this point. No, no, no. We're not at an hour. Uh, anyways, though, I think quickly before we wrap this up, we gotta go and say from this era that we've been talking about, which for those who haven't listened at all, is 1992 to 2013 in the era where you had V12s, V10s, and V8s. What is your favorite thing about it? Question. It could be a memory, it can be I have anything. A for all yeah. Viewers. Oh, yes, yes. Questions for you viewers. Guys, That's like, good. Do you actually listen? Or you guys just like do other stuff while like listening to our podcast? I know I can never listen well, to a podcast, just sit down and listen to a podcast. Oh, I can't do that. I mean, that I just pop in podcasts while I'm designing helmets. Design but um, helmets. of course, you do. <laughs> uh, no, because I can't just sit down and listen to a podcast like some people can with like a true crime podcast or whatever. I have to be doing something. But I think people that could definitely apply to some of our fans. Podcast. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about those things. Uh, the Simpsons roasted them pretty hard. Uh, gotta say. Oh, no, no, that's the only reason I mentioned true crime podcasts, because I would be able to mention The Simpsons. Uh, anyways. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyways, uh, a memory from this era, Rashad. What would be a memory or just something you love about this era? era? Could be anything. Oh, my God. You've just become one of those idle listeners who's not quite sure what we're talking about. 1992 to 2013, the V10s, V8s, and V12s era. Uh, I like V10s, V12s, and V8s. No, but what's your favorite memory from this era, for heaven's sake? Or just something you like about um... it? Oh, you've been muted, Rashab. Look at that. He's just completely avoided the question. I think that is both comical and slightly sad that, um, you know, Anchor Podcast Recording has decided to just mute Rashawn. This is an O for Heaven's Sake Studio Recording, production copyright, I'm not quite sure the day. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.